0: This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare care providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision-making and judgment of a qualified healthcare care professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified health care provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Child abuse, skeletal and cutaneous findings... By Dr. Victoria Robson and Dr. Celeste Wilson. By the end of this video, the objectives are for you to be able to identify common risk factors associated with child abuse, recognize red flags that should alert you to the possibility of child abuse, describe classic skeletal and cutaneous findings, and differentiate mimics of child abuse utilizing an appropriate diagnostic workup. Epidemiology. Each year, four million child maltreatment referrals are received in the United States, with the highest rate of child abuse reported in children less than one year of age. Almost five children die every day from child abuse. There are different types of child abuse. 75% of victims are neglected, 17% are physically abused, and 8% are sexually abused. This video will focus on skeletal and cutaneous abuse, two forms of physical abuse. Abusive head injury, sexual abuse, psychological maltreatment, and neglect are beyond the scope of this introductory video. Risk factors. Risk factors for child abuse can be categorized into factors affecting the child, the caregiver, and the environment. Child-related factors include preterm birth, chronic illness, physical or developmental disability, and emotional and behavioral difficulties. Caregiver-level factors include young parental age, substance or alcohol abuse, mental illness, and unrealistic expectations for child behavior and development. Environmental factors include poverty, unemployment, low educational achievement, social isolation, single parent status, non-biologically related male living in the home, and history of intimate partner violence. It is critical for pediatric health care providers to recognize that child abuse crosses all socioeconomic and educational levels, as well as religious, ethnic, racial, and cultural groups. As such, no child is immune to child abuse. Clinical Presentation There are several red flags from the history and exam that should alert you to the possibility of child abuse. The most important clue is discordance between the history and injury. In addition to evaluating whether the story provided makes sense and remains consistent over time, you must consider whether the mechanism is developmentally possible especially in the case of injury in a non-ambulating child. Other red flags include delay in seeking medical attention, multiple injuries in various stages of healing, escalation of events over time, inappropriate caregiver affect, and recent triggering event or stressor. In infants and toddlers, physical abuse is the cause of up to 20% of fractures. While a child who has suffered a fracture due to physical abuse may present with crying, visible swelling, or refusal to use the affected area, the child may have minimal symptoms, which can contribute to a delay in seeking care. The most common, but least specific, type of fracture found in child abuse cases is a long bone fracture. The configuration of the fracture can provide information about the mechanism needed to cause the break, thereby assisting the medical professional when determining the plausibility of the history given to explain the injury. For example, Transverse fractures are due to a direct blow or bending force perpendicular to the bone. Buckle fractures occur from compression along the axis of the bone, and spiral fractures result from a twisting force. There are some fractures that have a high specificity for child abuse, particularly when identified in children less than one year of age. For example, the classic metaphyseal lesion, or CML, also called a bucket handle fracture, or chip fracture, is caused by a twisting and pulling force leading to a planar fracture through the metaphysis. Posteromedial rib fractures are also highly specific and can be caused by squeezing an infant such that there is anterior to posterior compression of the chest. 90% of physical abuse victims present with cutaneous findings. In fact, a single cutaneous injury may be the only clinical indicator of child abuse. It is important to note that although the location of any cutaneous injury could potentially raise concern for abuse, certain locations are more indicative of abuse. Accidental bruising typically occurs on bony prominences, including the knees and shins. In contrast, bruises located in protected areas on the torso, ears, neck, genitals, or buttocks are uncommon during the course of normal childhood activity and should prompt the provider to consider child abuse. Any bruising in a non-ambulatory infant merits further evaluation, as those who don't cruise rarely bruise. Other concerning features include bruising in a defined pattern to suggest a mechanism of injury, such as a hand-shaped bruise, an elliptical pattern of abrasion with central ecchymosis as a result of a bite, or a loop-configured bruise resulting from a flexible object folded onto itself, such as a cord, rope, or belt. Of note, you cannot date a bruise. There is no scientific basis for a timeline of color change, nor is there a standard method to account for the various factors contributing to the bruise's color, such as skin pigmentation or tissue injury depth. With regard to burns, accidental burns, such as those caused by pulling over a pot of boiling water, tend to be asymmetric and characterized by irregular edges. Burns caused by non-accidental scalding immersion, however, tend to be symmetric with consistent burn depth and well-defined borders. Immersion burns can affect the lower limbs and perineum, especially if occurring in association with toilet trading, or maybe in a glove and stocking distribution affecting the hands and feet. Thermal burns may take on the appearance of the object used, such as a cigarette or iron. Diagnosis When creating a differential diagnosis, it is first important to consider whether the injury is accidental or non-accidental. As such, providers will need to determine if the history provided is sufficient to explain the injury. Given the consequences of a diagnosis of child abuse, it is also critical to determine whether there is an underlying medical condition causing similar findings. A couple of selected examples are described in this section, but by no means is this an exhaustive list. In the case of fractures, the differential may include rickets and osteogenesis imperfecta. With rickets, patients may also present with multiple fractures, but classic findings include frayed metaphyses, osteopenia, bowing of the legs, and a rachitic rosary upon palpation of the costochondral joints. For osteogenesis imperfecta, you should evaluate for features such as blue sclera, wormian bones, or irregular bones within the cranial suture, and a positive family history. For children presenting with bruising, the differential also includes a bleeding disorder. You should therefore ask whether the child has any previous history of bleeding from the umbilical cord stump or circumcision procedure, easy bruising, or bleeding with previous surgeries, as well as conduct a detailed family history to assess for bleeding problems. In the workup of skeletal and cutaneous abuse, it is important to consider potential mimickers such as those previously described. A comprehensive history and physical exam, as well as lab evaluation, is critical. In a child with fractures concerning for abuse, relevant labs include evaluation of bone health, calcium, phosphorus, alkaline phosphatase, 25-hydroxyvitamin D, and parathyroid hormone, as well as consideration of genetic testing for osteogenesis imperfecta. Consultation with genetics and or endocrine may also be indicated. For a child presenting with bruising, relevant labs include complete blood count, platelets, coagulation studies, von Willebrand disease testing, and factor 8 and 9 levels. Consultation with hematology can help further guide the laboratory evaluation. Radiographic imaging is also an essential component of the workup of suspected physical abuse. A skeletal survey should be obtained in all cases of suspected child abuse in children less than two years of age. A skeletal survey consists of approximately 21 different radiographs, including images of the long bones, hands, feet, skull, spine, pelvis, and ribs. The advantages of a skeletal survey are high sensitivity for acute and healing fractures, as well as relatively low radiation exposure. Management The first priority in the care of physically abused children is medical assessment and stabilization which may require hospitalization of the child. If available, the hospital's child protection team should be notified as the final determination of child abuse will require a coordinated interdisciplinary evaluation. If there is any concern for potential abuse, the case must be reported to Child Protective Services as mandated in the state with notification of law enforcement as required in some jurisdictions. It is important to note that medical students are also considered mandated reporters. The child's pediatrician should be contacted. An extensive social evaluation should be performed, ideally by a Child Protective Services social worker. Full evaluation of siblings for abuse may be indicated. Ultimately, long-term treatment may include referral to mental health providers due to the psychological effects of abuse on the child, siblings, and non-offending caregiver. Family members may also require additional assistance to address drug abuse or intimate partner violence, given that these are risk factors for child abuse. The pediatrician plays a key role in the prevention of child abuse. A child's pediatrician may be the first to recognize sentinel signs of child abuse meriting further evaluation, such as a bruise in a non-ambulatory infant. Importantly, awareness of developmental triggers for physical abuse, such as toilet training and generalized frustration with the emerging developmental skills of the child, can prompt anticipatory guidance that enhances parents' coping skills. Pediatricians can also develop a longitudinal, supportive relationship with families, in which they regularly assess for abuse risk factors and provide resources to help address the family's social and economic needs. Finally, the pediatrician can serve as an advocate for funding and implementation of evidence based child abuse prevention programs, whether at the national or community level. The sequelae of physical abuse in childhood extend far beyond the medical consequences of skeletal or cutaneous injuries. Victims of physical abuse ultimately have higher rates of depression, conduct disorder, and drug abuse. In one study, about 80% of 21-year-olds who were abused as children met criteria for at least one psychological disorder. Nearly one-third of abused and neglected children will later abuse their own children, further perpetuating the family cycle of abuse. Summary Key takeaway points from this video are as follows. When evaluating a child for possible physical abuse, it is essential to recognize whether the story fits the injury and the developmental skills of the child. Although any clinical constellation of injury can result from abuse, certain skeletal and cutaneous injuries are unlikely to be accidental, particularly in a non-ambulatory child. It is important to differentiate mimics of child abuse such as rickets, osteogenesis imperfecta, and bleeding disorders in the workup of suspected child abuse. The pediatrician ultimately serves as a critical pillar of education and support in the prevention of child abuse in the community. Thank you for watching this video on child abuse. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.